0: Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome to episode number seven of Digital Fix. I am your host, Matt Barber, coming to you live from the glorious studios of Local 209 here in Crown Point, Indiana. So on today's episode, I had an awesome guest that I was super pumped to have on. Her name is Hannah France. She's an IFBB Pro bikini competitor. She, this was awesome. It was an incredible conversation that if you are in the fitness industry, you definitely need to hear this. We covered everything from her Instagram presence of around 10K and how she uses that through sponsorship and then into some more practical tips about dieting and mental health and uh, nutrition and everything that you can possibly think of and all, how all of that wraps into her digital presence. So great episode. I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. It definitely re-sparked my soul to get back, uh, get back in the trunks and hop back on stage. So that episode starts right now. So I guess the... We always, whenever we start a podcast, it's always kind of just explaining your background. Like, how'd how'd you get to this point? When did you start getting into fitness? When did you, the the non-digital side of this entire conversation, Okay. like, when did you decide to get into fitness and and what was kind of that catalyst?
1: Okay, um, that started in high school. I had my first gym membership, sophomore year, Mm -hmm. and... I had a personal trainer and I started strength training. And then I was an athlete my whole life. I played volleyball, softball, cheerleading. I was a runner. And then um, (laughs) I actually wanted to go to college for... Um, baking. I wanted to go to culinary school, but my mom was like, can I keep that as a hobby? And I was like, well, I'm good at two th- good at two things in life, working out and baking. So I was like, I guess... <laughs> Which I'll, don't
0: always go together. I
1: was like, I guess I'll go be a personal trainer, you know? So, yeah. well, that's, you know, that's balance in life, baking and working out.
0: Exactly. We work out so that we can eat more pie.
1: Exactly. <laughs> in my case, cookies and ice cream. But um, so I decided to go to college for exercise and health. And then all of college was like health and fitness. You know, I still ran a lot. I didn't start getting into bodybuilding though until I graduated um, college.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So when when did that happen?
1: Um, I graduated college 2016. And when I was in college, I lost a lot of weight, you know, due to stress, just being all over campus, clinical hours, working. And so after college, I was like, you know what, I wanna put on weight and I wanna do it in a healthy way and I wanna put on some muscle. So I was like, okay, I'll hire a coach cause it's sometimes it can be hard to like force feed yourself in a healthy way.
0: That's 100% true.
1: So, you know, like it's easy to do a dirty bulk where you're just pigging out, but like to just increase when you're eating like healthy whole foods, you eat way more volume. So to put on that lean muscle mass, it it can be a challenge. So. I was like you know what I'm gonna do a bikini competition just to like learn and grow as a trainer and then turns out I was good at it so (laughs)
0: now so we'll we'll kind of dive in a little bit into prep and stuff like that but you have to I I at one point in my life was definitely into competing and into bodybuilding and into physique shows of of like every league I could possibly get into I love the entire lifestyle and I was I was relatively good at it like I was relatively good at being dedicated I used to be one of those guys that carried around like the six-pack bags that had like 10 different meals in it for the day and like the gallon of water and you could like feel the stares of people as you're walking like god it's one of those guys even in your own gym oh yeah um but kind of when did so you you hopped into competing and then you went pro pretty quick
1: Yeah, so um, I did my first competition October twenty seventeen. I got first there. Then I went on to my second competition, and I got first at that one. So then my coach was like, "Okay, um, we're gonna go to Miami in November to go to nationals." And I was like, "Um, "Okay, like what's that?" And I just felt like a deer in headlights there, but I got first call out. So then, right after that, I started doing all my research, and I was like, okay, what is the IFBB? Like, what even is this national thing that I just went to? I had no idea. But then I kind of found out what the whole thing was. I started learning more about the bodybuilding world, and I found out there was three pro qualifiers within six weeks, and that's how I just had competed this past season. That past season, so I was like, okay. I can totally turn pro at one of these three shows. I know I got it. And I competed in May and then June was coming around and I was like, just, you know, being from Northwest Indiana, I was like, I told my coach, I was like, I am going pro in Chicago. And I just did everything I had to do and I, you know, put the time in and I got it done and I turned pro in Chicago uh, nine months after my first competition.
0: So, just so people, congratulations, by the way. That is just a few months ago that happened, which is incredible. <laughs> I don't think, I, and I want people to, I want to give people some perspective on here because a lot of people that listen to this are hardcore into Instagram and Facebook. We're going to get to that. I want people to understand like the amount of work that goes into going from, average person on the street to an IFBB pro, which is an International Federation of Bodybuilding uh, pro, in which there are multiple classes. But to get there, you have to place a certain place in in certain shows. Like, it's kind of like, it's a game of whack-a-mole, basically.
1: So it's kind of... like, what I tell girls a lot, um, you know, they get upset if they're not turning pro. And I'm like, you almost got to be at the right place at the right time. Right. Because you never know who's going to be entering these competitions. You never know who you're going to be up against. You don't know what the judges are looking for that day. You know, are they going to go hard? Are they going to go soft? Like, what look are they pulling for? You know, an athletic build, like bigger legs. And you just – you never know. So, um, yeah, that like I said, that was just in June. And it was – It was just unexpected, honestly. I didn't, (laughs) I mean, I was hoping for it, but it was all kind of a dream.
0: So there's a certain amount of luck involved in like being right place and right time, but that assumes that you have nailed like 16 to 20 weeks of prep.
1: Yeah, so I started for the upcoming season, how it worked was um, I started dieting in February. So I was off season from November, through February 1st. February 1st is when I started cutting down and then I competed all the way through July. So I was dieting pretty hard from February through July this year.
0: Gotcha. That is a long time to maintain a diet. If you can ask Josh who has been on numerous two to three day diets, (laughs) but we love him. We love that guy so much. Um, now that entire journey, now we're going to wrap Facebook and Instagram back into it. Uh, Instagram in particular, because that's how I found you. Yes. Is normally when I'm hunting for influencers, I'm always hunting on Instagram. Um, and the fact that we both go to the same gym definitely helped. I think that's why you <laughs> pinged on it on, well, will shout out Classic Body Works and Portage, which is by far the greatest gym in Northwest Indiana. And if you haven't been there, you definitely need to go. I think I've been going there for like 10 years now.
1: I just started this year, and I'm like, I cannot believe I like just started coming here. Yeah. You know?
0: It's weird when I tell people about that place because the dynamic of the gym changes over the day. Yeah. It changes so much, and it's because there are so many cool people that work out there. But when you go like me, I, I mostly go from like four to 5 a.m. on average and the people that are in there are a different breed of human like yeah. they're like throwing stuff around there's dust there's heavy metal playing like they're like they're in it and then if you're still there around like six to seven is when you start seeing a lot of like cops show up and a lot yeah. of like moms show up and it's a totally different dynamic like the music changes everything changes lucas yeah. uh one of the owners is there and he's awesome so i did not mean to go off on a tangent about how great uh classic <laughs> is but you should definitely go um when did so your your instagram is is huge uh it's like you're right at 10k followers right now
1: just below i'm almost there almost a hundred away
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you've been aggressively tracking like your entire journey with your pro card everything since then like what to expect how your body changes everything like that but when did when did all of that start when did you actually start your instagram
1: um i mean i started it you know probably what high school um when I went on a little vacation and my sister was like, oh, let's post these pictures, you know? (laughs) So at first I, my family traveled a a lot growing up. So I would post, you know, travel pics and then college. I posted all my college pictures, whatever. Um, And then I started, once I started working out more, you know, people would always ask me fitness questions. I just started posting more of my workouts, stuff like that. And then it just kept growing and growing. And I, um, I'm a goofball. I vlog a lot on my Instagram page. I just, you know, share my whole life. There's, you know, no filters, no secrets. <laughs> I pretty much, you know, what you see is what you get. But um, I think I
0: saw a story. What was it this morning? Or you were complaining about like a broken wire or something. Oh,
1: yeah. First world problems is when your wireless headphones are either well, you know, they weren't charged yesterday. So yesterday I had to use my wire headphones. And then this morning I left them on the charger. So two <laughs> days in a row that I had to work out with wire headphones. I don't know how I ever did it before. Major but, first world problem. Yeah. It's a huge issue nowadays. <laughs> I've
0: almost choked myself twice. Like yeah, with the wired, exactly. head- wired headphones because you don't expect them. So I use Bose Sound Sports. Same here. And so you can like free range and move and like you feel great. Yep. And then when, as soon as they go dead, because normally they take like a week to die. Yeah. Like, yeah have yeah, a great battery life. And then as soon as you put in like a regular cord, you do like, I don't know, like I'll do like a dumbbell shoulder press or yeah. something, which will promptly catch on the wire and rip them out of my ear while choking me at the same time. It
1: becomes a hazard.
0: It becomes <laughs> a hazard. <laughs> so anyway, you stories a lot. You vlog a lot too.
1: Yeah. Um, that's just, you know, like I said, just through my Instagram, um, you know, from the moment I wake up, you know, sharing my breakfast to maybe what I'm mixing up for my workout, you know, my BCAAs, my pre-workout, whatever, um, share my workouts. I try to post them as much as possible, like, um, and then every now and then I'll share like an actual post of my whole workouts written out. So, you know, cause you can bookmark on Instagram now. So I know a lot of people like to bookmark workouts, so I'll write them out. Um, I just like sharing, you know, because, even as a trainer, like, you're like, oh, like, look at that girl's workout. Like, I totally forgot about this exercise. You know, there's a million and one exercises for every single muscle group. So Mm -hmm. it's just fun to get new ideas, especially if you get stuck in a rut. And, you know, when we when i work out and i train six days a week it's fun to switch it up and keep it fresh
0: exactly and i think one of the things that i appreciate our fitness personalities that do that for myself um i think a lot of people go through this like when you commit to a 16-week program every once in a while you have like an extra day in there where you're yes. like i know it's leg day i know i should do leg day but i really want to hit an extra workout just to stop myself from going nuts because yeah. i know what to expect today and a lot of fitness personalities will be like, I have that workout for you behind this great paywall, $9.99 a month. You can sign up now. And it pisses me off. I'm like, come on. It's <laughs> so now I'm like like doing deep Google searches on like any free workout this guy's gotten. Yeah. Corey Gregory is famous for that, former owner of Muscle Farm. Uh, phenomenal online personality. And he'll be like, I just did this insane work. I'm like, I want to do it. And he's like, paywall. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so it's uh it's definitely appreciative to like regular people that you can go on and like find a legit workout. Yeah and it and nice. it's and it's stuff that it's it's different enough without being insane. You're yeah. not doing like squats on a one of the the inflatable balls or whatever like but only no. one leg so. Yeah,
1: exactly. Not not <laughs> that crazy stuff.
0: So in addition in addition to all that like you you're sponsored like four or five times over right now,
1: right? Yeah. Um I well, I got pretty lucky when it came to all my sponsorships, so I think it's just because I had such short-term success that I actually picked up majority of, actually, all of my sponsors before I even turned pro, wow. and I think that's just because they, you know, saw an up-and-coming athlete and wanted to kind of snag me before I turned pro, sure. um, and so... Oh early I said it took 9 months to GoPro actually it took 8 months um, it was it was cool it was actually 9 months exactly from my first show to my pro debut because that was the 9 month mark I did gotcha. first show October 7th pro debut July 7th so they were both it was exactly 9 months so that was pretty cool but um
0: and incredibly rare <laughs> yeah. like insane you have to have like a great determination great genetics which are only about 1% of this entire thing um to go pro that fast, when I, and a great coach,
1: <laughs> Yeah, oh, my coach, she's, she's awesome. Um, Casey, she's part of Team Boss Bodies, is who I roll with, but they're great. Um, but when I was getting my interview right after I turned pro, he was like, um, you know this doesn't happen often, right? And I was like, well, I don't know, I just get out there and I do my thing. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on that day, but it was awesome. I think
0: people their entire will dedicate an entire life towards chasing that pro car.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. It is like you said. It's a chase.
0: It is. It is a chase. It is aggressive. Um. So do you wanna do you wanna shout out your sponsors?
1: Are you in love oh, with yeah. that Oh yeah. So um. <laughs> okay. Um. Glam Comp Jewelry is, you know, like all my stage jewelry and my heels. They have, you know, posing heels. And then um, they are partnered up with CJ's. So CJ's Elite Competition Suits, their suits are, I mean, breathtaking. Like I remember, um, I've tried a different, a couple different suit colors on stage. And, you know, I never felt like me in them. Like, It was like, okay, like try this color. It's cute. It's pretty. This one will look good on a blonde, you know? And then all of a sudden, I put on a black CJ suit. And I never knew like a suit could make you feel so alive, but it was like Cinderella putting on this shoe that just fit. And I was like, I felt like sass was just put into my soul. And I was like, (laughs) this is my suit. Like, and that's, you know, the day I turned pro. So that's awesome. That was pretty cool. So um, CJ suits, they're the best. They just, You know it's just it's like a family-owned business you know so they just take care of you and care about you and their athletes so much it's so awesome so i really love working with a company like that and then um high-tech pharmaceuticals is my nutrition sponsors so i love working with them because they own so many other companies Mm -hmm. and it's just really cool like I love high tech products, but Top Secret Nutrition is great. I also love APS and ALR. Like, um, even Formutech has some great products. And then you have iForce Nutrition. So, they just have such a wide span of stuff. And I love that I can have a variety of products and like great, like you said, it's a great company. So it's, you know, it's a really good product too. So, you know, like my pre-workout, my protein, I'm like the protein pancake queen. So I love all the different flavors I can get from there. So it's really nice to be taken care of as an athlete, you know, that saves a lot of money down the road too.
0: (laughs) I used to, uh, I, I never knew about high tech that much until I was always following, uh, I don't know if you know, like PJ Braun, of Blackstone Labs. Okay, so, yeah,
1: I've oh they've uh, reached out to me before. So
0: Blackstone Labs is is awesome. They're they're incredible. I, yeah. I love their products. But they uh they use high tech pharmaceuticals a lot for production. And there was an episode uh, I was featured on an episode where he did he did a podcast and I was featured on there. And as he was like answering my question, like he went off on this tangent about how great high tech is. And I knew high tech had had was out there because when high tech first started, they were doing a lot of like copies of really aggressive steroids. Yeah. But they were making like legal copies of those. Yes. Um, and they were they were great. Yeah. Allegedly. Won't won't admit to anything. Uh, uh but then after that they started like just supporting as many businesses as they could. Yeah. Instead of trying to keep their secrets secret, they're like, let's just rebrand this as iForce or let's rebrand this as whatever yeah, else. Definitely. Evogen or whatever. Um, so let's go back to you you do a lot with Instagram, you're on video. Basically your whole life is on camera at this point. Yeah. It seems like. Because you have a crap load of stories between mm-hmm. and and I know it's the highlights on your page too, between yeah. your nutrition, your supplements, your food, just your daily life. Um, how did you have to train yourself to get comfortable on camera, or is it still something you're uncomfortable with, or what?
1: No, um, you know, like just
0: drawn we, to it.
1: When we were little, we actually, you know, we had one of those big cameras that you put the VHS in, oh, for sure. and then we had like the one where you have the cassette. So when we were little, I like thought I was like a childhood star. Like my sister would be like, um, she would record everything. We recorded all of our family vacations. We have it all. Um, hopefully, those videos never make it out, but. Um, Um, you know, we've got life on camera, but, um, I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm really goofy and I just don't care what anyone thinks. And so that's like one huge compliment that I just love receiving from women is they're just like, you just, you're yourself. Like you don't care what anyone thinks. Like, how'd you become so confident? And I'm like, sometimes I don't even think of myself as confident, but then I guess like, you know what? In all reality, that is confidence. Like I just, I don't care what anyone thinks and I just be myself. So
0: that's awesome. I think for me, I'm going to answer my own question that I asked you. So uh, we're on camera a lot. So yeah. between Alan and myself and Jay Cherry, who's another one of our personalities, we're on camera a ton. And it took me so long to get comfortable, even though I'm uh, probably the most, I would place myself as the most extroverted of the three. Like yeah. I was like, I'm always ready to jump on camera and stuff. You're always kind of prepared for the idea of just like God. I look fat and sound stupid. <laughs> like every single time the camera comes on, I'm like pumped. I watch it back and I'm like, "Fuck me, running. This sucks." Like I, I am awful. But you do get used to it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's true. And it, it just becomes a ton of fun. So take us take us through like a typical day with you. I know you you post a typical day, but when are you? When do those like? how do you come across like the certain thoughts, the post or like, I don't know how to ask this question. Just take us through a typical day. So
1: typical day, um, you know, pro
0: interviewer here.
1: Sometimes I'll wake up. I, so I train clients out of my basement, which is cool. Um, I love that. It's just super convenient. That's not creepy at all. Um, (laughs) So uh, one of my clients, she calls it, um, Hannah's underground training. So yeah, it's neat. I have a lot of equipment down there. So wake up, um, maybe take a client or two, um, eat my breakfast, go straight to the gym. I like, I prefer to work out in the mornings. I'm a morning person and then come home, make my lunch. I also watch kids because I just love kids so much. So I'll like help out with a lot of families just for fun and to keep myself busy. Sure. So, um, maybe, you know, come home, eat lunch, pack up food. Um, If I have any online programming to do, I'll usually take care of that. Um, I'm like an old lady and I go on an afternoon walk every single day usually. So um, I'll eat my lunch, go on a walk, um, sit down, focus for a little bit, do, like I said, some online programming and then go get the kids from school, run them around to practice, come home, take a couple more clients and then chill out for the evening, um, puzzle. I love to puzzle. Like I said, I'm an old lady. I'm an old soul. And then meal prep. So you're then, at Barnes
0: and Noble hunting on the thousand pieces.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, well thousands like average. So that's just, you know, I, that's rookie level. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. Um, do that. I actually just started a new puzzle last night. <laughs> I live a pretty crazy life, oh, but look at that. you know, um, like obviously, bodybuilding is such a strict lifestyle, but um, you know you so don't. You can't go out. out
0: and tear up the bars or anything. Yeah, like no,
1: that. no. Um, I actually went to produce homecoming over the weekend, and uh, you know that's my one time of drinking for the year, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: I would like to say that is true for us, but God, I think we work with what like seventeen craft breweries or something like Ooh. that. so that has been a new, uh, new journey for me. Is I never drank yeah. like, before this, and in fitness, like I know that like. What happens? I try to explain to these guys once, like the estrogenic effects of alcohol when you, yes. especially when you're on test. Not that I am, um, especially when you're on like test and like the, what happens when too much estrogen's in your system. I try to explain to them because I was super passionate about it, mm-hmm. and the looks I got back. So uh, we we it's been a, an interesting journey of trying to like fit. I, I am aggressive with my workouts. I love my workouts. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've been slightly lax on the dieting, but trying to fit like the, the entrepreneurial lifestyle in, which normally involves like drinking and late night meetings. Yes. Um, with fitness.
1: Yeah, and definitely. And trying
0: not to like blow up to 600 pounds. I've luckily stayed in like the 225 to 230 yeah. mark, but it's It's finding, difficult. like
1: you said, finding balance and stuff, you know, um, being, I mean, Actually, this weekend um, was the first time in over a year that I have not taken my lunchbox somewhere with me. Nice. So I was just like, you know what? It's off season. I need to, like, just be a normal human and 2019 I have really big goals set out for myself so I am just trying to be a little bit more relaxed just you know as like a mental health thing too sure so um, I'm just like cutting myself some slack but I mean then after I did that like Sunday I was like oh my gosh can I start prep tomorrow like I'm over this so you (laughs) know it's an addicting lifestyle and it's habits. so
0: one of the things that impressed me with yours is you talk a little bit about the mental health of competing and coming out of competition too yeah that's uh, go ahead actually if you want to talk on that oh
1: yeah I just like you said um I I really like to keep it real with my followers and stuff and with bodybuilding and you know weight gain and reverse dieting that is there's you know there's such a mental aspect to that all because you know there's like body dysmorphia and especially with women, you know, and, um, standards, and then you compare yourself to others. And, you know, I try to tell others, like, I feel like I just blossomed as a competitor when I stopped comparing myself to others. You know, when I went to my first national show in Miami, I was like, Oh, like these girls, their shoulders are way bigger. Like, I, how do I, how did I even get first call outs? Like, what did I do? Like, I don't even like, and you know, you're just looking at everyone else and it's like, you don't even really think about what you just brought. And so this past year, I just really focused on myself and just working every single day to be better than I was the day before. But one of my favorite quotes is like a flower doesn't think about competing with the flower next to it. It just blooms. And so even off season, like that's an
0: incredible quote (laughs) by (laughs) the way. Thank you, thank (laughs) you. That's really good.
1: Um, like off season, like if you wanna grow, like you're gonna put on a little bit of fat. You know, it's impossible to actually gain muscle and stay like six and seven percent body fat year round. And it's not even healthy for a female anyway. So I just like sharing like you know, when I do gain weight and stuff, I'll post a picture and share like, hey, like this scale's up today, but the only reason you knew that was because I just told you. Like, right. you think anyone actually notices? No. So it's like, why do we need to... We're our own worst critics. So, you know, it's no reason to beat yourself up over it, especially when you do need to reverse out of that stage leanness, especially for women with hormones.
0: And I'm, I'm always... I'm so impressed by people that... They appear to effortlessly dye it in and into the show and then yeah. dye it back out. I'm so impressed. I remember when I was getting ready for certain shows, or if I was just like, I just wanted to diet down. Like I was always I know that my body does super well on keto. I know that yeah, it just it it was easy. It was it was never easy, but I know that the results were a lot faster and a yeah. lot more sustainable for for me, just just in my in my own lifestyle. But God bless my wife, who would mm-hmm. uh deal one of the one of the funniest things about keto not when you're not on it. Is that it affects your brain really hard. Oh, yeah. And so there's depression, there's anger, there's there's all this stuff when your brain just has no carbs to work on.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: And for me, I never got anger, but I would. I had a business in Chicago at the time. I would be uh, riding the train home and just like ready to cry. Yeah. Just just on the brink of crying, I would call my wife and be like, I love you so much. What? like, don't ever leave me. And like like ready to cry. And she's like, dude, just please eat a freaking pizza. Like, yeah. Just please, please, please stop yeah and it's the i think the mental health is something that people don't give enough credit for and that's just from a guy's perspective i yeah. i know that for women it's infinitely harder because the <laughs> hormones need to be regulated oh, yeah. so much more yeah um so it's crazy so kudos to you for for like Showing that journey because I don't Thank think you. a lot of people like expect that when they get into competing. Yeah,
1: exactly. They just think I'm gonna
0: look like Ashley Kaltwasser after like two weeks, and I'm she's gonna my hop girl. Up. I
1: love her. She
0: she is awesome. I have never I did meet her in person once at the Arnold. But. Oh really?
1: <laughs> I think it's awesome because she's also a high tech athlete. So gotcha. I think it's really cool that I mean we're kind of teammates, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, you're teammates. You're BFs.
1: Uh, we have the same duffel bag. Like the both says Team High Tech and got her name on it. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty sweet when that's in her videos. And I'm like, ooh, I carried that to the gym today, too.
0: Were you one of those girls? I, I've heard this story before when, when I was getting ready to compete. Um, were you one of the girls that, like, they always told like, bikini girls, uh, everything you do in life for 16 weeks, walk around in high heels because you you have to look comfortable on stage?
1: Um, I think I, I kind of grew up, like, wearing heels every now and then, Same. you know, like, on occasion. So... <laughs> I, like, even in high school, I remember, like, watching the soccer girls try to walk across the stage in heels, like, at the awards nights. And I'm like, what are they doing? (laughs) So, like, I knew how to walk in heels in high school. So, I feel like it just kind of transferred over. I do. When I'm, like, when I'm a couple weeks out, I put my heels on almost daily and um, just, you know, five, 10 minutes, because it's muscle memory. So if you're practicing posing over like 30 minutes, sometimes it just gets in your head. So it's better to practice for short amounts every single day than just like, try to do it all in an hour, because then you're just like getting burnt out. Like sometimes you need to take a break and come back to it. So I just do a little bit every day. Um, Off season, I just Mainly practice in my tennis shoes, honestly, just because I have such bad plantar fasciitis that I'm not trying to like kill my feet off season, yeah. but just still keep my moves down and keep everything flowing.
0: Gotcha. Uh, I uh, another thing a lot of people aren't going to. I think this is going to be an eye opening podcast for a lot of people. One because I, I didn't really talk about that much digital stuff, which is fine um, because I really wanted to explore everything else. Um, posing practice is like a lot harder than people give it credit for. Yeah. Like standing on stage and holding a pose for like thirty seconds to a sit to a minute to however long and then doing that for like what's an average like call out? Like three minutes or something like that? Like it's yeah it's rough
1: holding a pose on stage when you're dehydrated, your muscles are sore and you just went through peak week, you get pretty sore. Yeah. Like your back aches the next day. I bring my roller with me every single competition cause I have to roll out my back. And then like, even when you're standing off to the side, you're still holding that pose and, in our poses, you're supposed to make them look as natural as possible when we're actually standing in the most unnatural way. <laughs> right.
0: And on top of that, I've never felt more like I had the flu without having the flu than when you are mega dehydrated and told to pose. Oh, yeah. Like, I just felt like every every minute was just like, oh, fuck this. Mm-hmm. like. I'm like, why did I do this? Why couldn't I pick a different hobby? Like, I could have done something else. Yeah. So we, in in just a minute, uh, we're gonna get into like uh, ten rapid fire questions for people to learn a little bit more about you. Uh, but first, I gotta know who I know you in the fitness world. Like, there's so many influencers and everything like that. Yeah. Who's influencing you? Who are you checking out every day on IG?
1: Um, I love India Polino. She, um, you know, just stepped back on stage and competed mm-hmm. Olympia like. Eight nine months postpartum, and in when I was in college, I did all of my presentations over like pre and postnatal training, just because I love kids and I think exercise in pregnancy is so important. And my goal is, you know, once I meet Mr. Wright, maybe have a couple. I want to make it to the Olympia next year, and then maybe another year, um, have kids, and then I want to go back to competing and return to the stage after kids too. So like I wanted to do that just like her. And then, um, turns out, um, her first show back this year was actually Chicago pro. So I got to meet her at my pro debut, which was just kind of unreal. And so she's one of my, one of my favorites. And other than that, um, you know, just motivating others, honestly, is what keeps me motivated. I know it seems kind of funny, but like it may seem like I'm on Instagram and social media a lot, but, you know, I'm I'm on it to post and I share my story and then I set my phone down and I'm, I'm really not on my phone as much. I just share my life and then it's a quick thing.
0: I think it's it's something that's come up like every influencer I've had on so far. And you said it before we came on air is that a lot of the influencers here just it's they're not super tech savvy.
1: No, Like not they at just all.
0: have a cool story and like telling their cool story, I've got and an, then don't I, try to overcomplicate
1: it. Yeah, I have an iPhone eight, so it's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> wild. <laughs>
0: pretty wild. You're not using like any crazy like scheduling tools or anything like that. Oh
1: no, I don't even. I I wouldn't know how to work them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So, we are going to round out this episode and I'm going to ask you 10 totally, totally random questions and you're meant to answer them rapid fire. It's never once worked out that they are rapid fire, but I'm going to ask you these questions anyway. All right. And then we will roll out of here. So, what is your favorite Chinese food?
1: Ooh, I am not a Chinese food no? fan. Um, I mean, I like sushi. What,
0: what's your favorite? That's like, what's, what's your go to cheat meal food? I cheat meal.
1: Ask. Oh, uh, just sugar. I could eat salads for the rest of my life. I'm not life. talking
0: on season where like a cheat meal that sounds like a gallon of peanut butter and and that sounds like a cheat meal. I'm yeah. talking like, I want that off season. Are you like kicking down designer desserts door? And oh like,
1: yeah, yep, yep. Designer <laughs> desserts, you nailed it. That is my go-to. <laughs> the they frosting, <laughs> heck yeah. And I'll put that um, warm up a Lenny Larry cookie, put frosting on it and then ice cream and fat free ready whip.
0: My teeth hurt just thinking about that. Um, Who do you know <laughs> that reminds you of a TV character?
1: um oh i don't watch tv so that's hard i don't watch a lot of
0: tv either so i can't ask you what the last thing you binged was um if you were arrested what would your friends and family assume it was for
1: um probably like i'm 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 a bad driver so (laughs) they would probably be like what'd she do i don't know
0: just just a, a aggressive driving are you the type of person that's gonna like run over an old lady in the crosswalk
1: Uh, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say aggressive. I just, I'm kind of oblivious and spacey. So like I had my glasses on the other day and I like ran up a curb and I was even looking at the road and my friend was like, you know what you're, you're looking at the road. you like, are your glasses on? What are you doing? And I was like, Oh, sorry. sorry. Nope. Not even texting. It'd
0: be easier if you actually did text while you were driving. No
1: phone in hand, just running up curbs.
0: (laughs) Just, just a, just the OG bad driver um what is if animals could talk who would be the rudest
1: the rudest rudest um oh like i'm i think of like oscar the grouch what is he he's just like a creature I mean, but, he's just a critter like a yeah um oh like a i don't know a possum they're kind of weird <laughs> and nasty maybe they'd be rude
0: what is the weirdest thing you have seen in someone else's home
1: the weirdest thing in someone's home. Oh, probably like a doll or something. You know, some dolls and like clown. Creepy dolls. Yeah, like ant- antique ones. Yeah. That's... Every
0: time I visit like an older lady's home, I'm going to, I'm totally going to uh, be be anti-generational right now. Every time I visit like an old lady's home, like if I go to visit like my grandma's friends or something like that, then I always know that out of the corner of my eye, something's going to be staring at me.
1: Yeah. Oh, something yeah. Something
0: mega creepy. And the guys at the office know that like I am the world's biggest coward. Like I don't do ghosts. Don't do horror movies. Don't do, they went ghost hunting at the old crown point jail and I couldn't have run farther the opposite direction fast enough. Mm. Um, I am the world's biggest coward. And like, when I see like a creepy doll, I'm like, we're good here. Like I'm good. I don't know what I'm here for, but I don't need to be here. Could you survive in the wilderness for a month?
1: Oh, heck yeah.
0: You could do it. You could survive naked and afraid.
1: Oh yeah. I'd I'd sign me up. I'm, (laughs) I'm like, we grew up camping and I, it's funny because we get so glammed up for our competitions, but I am the least materialistic. I am, I could live barefoot.
0: That's awesome. So can confirm discovery channel. If you're listening, Hannah sign is me up. up for survival Show. The last question, I think we'll call us the last question because we need to go film something. What musical artist is the most overrated what actually i'm gonna take that question back who do you listen to when you're working out what's your workout playlist
1: um ooh, literally everything um
0: can we pigeonhole you into uh do you listen to a lot more rap or are you uh into rock pop edm
1: pop i'd say mainly pop and rap and hip-hop um Occasional Spanish song comes on here and there, you know. It's like Desmosito comes
0: on and you're just Heck like yeah. rocking out some like uh some like rear delts. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. So we will wrap it up here uh, for the episode. Where can everyone find you?
1: Um my username for Instagram is just Hannah Rand Franz, just my name as is um, same with Facebook. I have a Facebook page that's kind of hooked up to my Instagram. Um, I am working on a website with a friend right now. We haven't put it up yet, but you know that would always be just announced through my Instagram. so gotcha. Instagram's where it's at for me. I keep it pretty <laughs> simple on there.
0: Uh, I am going to I forgot I was gonna mention this earlier, but I'm gonna shout this out now. so I was at. McFly's Gentleman Shop, which is right down the street here in Crown Point. Um, and I was talking with their owner, Jason Potchen. And Jason is another influencer. Uh, he's big in like the haircutting world, the barber world. And if okay, he's cool. listening right now, this is he knows where this is going. Uh, he mentioned that next year he is going to maybe do a show. Oh, neat. And he's thinking. So he's just just recently gotten into fitness. I think it's the last couple of years. Thing. Yeah. He's gotten into fitness. And he's like, I'm going to do a show. And Jason, I don't know how old you are, but I'm going to peg you in your mid-30s um and so i have officially announced with him that if he does a show i will put my trunks back on Uh, and i will do this show with him so i'm calling him out right now to uh make him confirm or deny via instagram uh off this podcast if he's going to do the show and if we're going to do a show together next year so
1: i would say go for it you know i'm only 23 and um, they say, you know, a lot of bikini women peak at the age 30. So I tell, mm. you know, when I'm 30, everybody better watch out. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait till my thirties. I'm going to look so good.
0: That's awesome. We do not have a lot of IFBB pros in the area. So it is going to be awesome to have an Olympia winner in Northwest Indiana. I am pumped. Um, so again, Jason, uh, I'm challenging you. we're gonna do an npc show together classic physique i think um so all right i am going to wrap it up there thank everyone for listening you can find us across all platforms at local 219 l-o-c-a-l 219 except for my beloved twitter uh you can find us at local l-o-c-a-l underscore 219 and you can find me personally on instagram at matt barber m-a-t-b-a-r-b-u-r and on twitter and a few different places so Next week, uh, I am going to bring on our founder, our fearless leader, uh, Alan Miskowski. and we're going to talk about everything about social media that we despise and how much of a grind it is. So should be a fun, really aggressive, grind my gears kind of episode, and I can't wait to show it to you. Until then, I hope you guys have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.